Welcome to the Iceman, a podcast presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Hey, John. Hey, Tom. Hey, hey. What's happening, fellas? Hi, everyone. Happy doing? opener or post-opener. Post-opener weekend. And we're going to do something a little different today. Yeah, we're just going to have our guest right away. Yeah, we've got Cody Hill in. He's going to give us a quick fishing report from his neck of the woods. Cody Hill, board member for FM Walleyes Unlimited, fishing guide at CH Hill Guide Service. How are you doing, Cody? I'm doing well. Good. So you got some success this weekend, huh? Yep. Uh, we got out Saturday. We kind of changed things up Saturday. We had other previous arrangements that didn't make it the best for walleye fishing, but we got out and we were chasing some crappies, and they were stacked up once we found them. Whew. So what I, for the listeners, what area are you guys targeting I, right now? And you don't I have to give me a specific in, lake. But. Uh, Ottertail County. Um, we're based out of per Minnesota and we were fishing mid central, uh, Otter Tail County, uh, on Saturday. And then we were fishing Northern Otter Tail County chasing walleyes on Sunday. How long ago did you guys get ice out? Uh, lakes are hit and miss. The first lake was out almost 10, 12 days ago. And the other one was about seven days. Okay, so pretty so recent. So very recent still. I mean, I, yep. I, I feel like, I mean, personally, I feel like we're about two, three weeks behind a regular schedule right now. Yes, exactly. Especially looking at pictures from last year. Yes. We're about, about two and a half weeks in our area. What were you guys seeing for water temps? Uh, the first lake was very small. I was in mid-55s. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's and pretty warm was, then. And I was off the water by uh, 1130. So I had to get going for some other stuff in the afternoon. But the second lake, uh, we were on at sunrise, and we we saw from 51 to 53, but that was a very large lake. So And that one had the ice off the shortest, shortest amount of time here. So in the, in the smaller lake, the 55-degree temp, where you see them start to move up into the shallows a little? Yes. The, so that lake, we were crappie fishing. They were still out deep. I actually caught some by or on the graph, the side scan, uh, out deep in that 20, 24 foot range. And it was kind of goofy. I wish I could have videotaped it. I had live scope, drove across it with a side scan, pitched back on top of them with an inch and a half jig. And they spooked like you had set a big bomb off. And they just took off flying away from the jig. Hmm. Um, but a little bit later we found them kind of staging the wind, wind picked up and they were blowing up onto a reed point and they love it early season right up out there, but they were in that six to eight foot range kind of staging. I don't know if they were up on top of it in the afternoon and they were just kind of staging on the side of it, but they, when we found them, it was cast after cast. Um, I got one that was flirting with almost two pounds, and it was only 13 inches. Only it was only 13. 13. A 13-inch metro wall or metro crappie would be. That, that's a trophy fish right there. It, it was the only fish I've ever taken in my life of turning it sideways so you could see how big the belly was. <laughs> it's been eating good, right? Yeah. Well, I think it was full of eggs, ready to spawn. Oh, that that too, yeah. So it went back. All our crappies went back on saturday and then sunday morning we found some shiners in our area and we took off 
and hit the walleyes. Um, they were up shallow, 9 to 13 feet, till the sun got up a little bit higher. And then they kind of slid out to that 13 to 15 till about 9.30, 10 o'clock. And after that, they were all over the place, spread out, just all over. No, couldn't find any rhyme or reason. And the bite got really tough. Yeah, well, it, well I mean, it was very windy where I was at. I was up in the Brandy yep. Lakes area, and it just the wind just never stopped all weekend. I, we had perfectly calm, flat, calm conditions every morning. Yeah, oh, I, but, I should. Yes, you, you are right. Cranked up. Yeah, and God bless thirty-six volt trolling motor systems. At times, <laughs> it was it was nice to stay on a point, use spot lock, and cast. So, were you putting uh, live minnows on or were plastics? Yep. Um, we if we used a jig, we were catching northerns. Oh, really? If we used a Lindy rig, we were catching. Uh, a mixed bag of crappies and walleyes because they're both in together and the i only caught one northern where the other person that was jigging he was like at eight northerns wow so um on saturday pitching for the crappies i was 100 percent plastic i prefer so. it's so much better just to use plastic yep honestly if you you know if Okay, Dan, question for you. And Cody, I'll, I'll phrase the same question to you, too. I'll let Cody go first because he's our guest. But if you could say, I'm going to catch 50 fish on minnows or I'm going to catch 48 fish on plastic, you'd always use plastic, right? But if it was like a two-to-one ratio, would you still use plastic? Dan, you don't like fish, so. I, I mean, it's so much more simple, so much more convenient. I, Tom, Tom and I, will talk, we'll talk about our, our opener in a, in a little bit, but we... Yeah, got into a crappie fest as well. And I caught every single fish I caught was on the exact same freedom bait plastic. I didn't change one time. It it held up the entire the entire fest. So that's that's actually amazing. Yeah, I would definitely prefer plastics if I had the choice. Crappie minnows yeah. if you need them, I guess. But crappie minnows are um then you get seagulls all around you and it's sometimes just your live well stinks. <laughs> yes. Or you bring a guy with you who you ask him to put the bait in the live well, and he just cuts the bag and lets it pour in, even though you've got a Lindy uh, minnow bucket right next to it. Oh, then you got to fish the minnows out for the next two years in the little live well. Uh, yeah, no doubt, and especially when it was on the river and it was 38-degree water temp, and you had to reach your hand all the way down there to get them out. Don't you have a little net? So, Cody, what's your pre- preference? <laughs> <laughs> this, this oh, going that, wasn't, that was not me, That was not way. Tom, no. If I'm targeting crappies, I'm 99% plastics. I find if I put on the uh, fat head or the crappie minnow, I get a lot more aggressive, smaller bluegills. That's ac- re- very that, accurate. Along with the perch. But if I even the same setup and I take the minnow off and I put the plastic, I seem to catch more crappies and they tend to be bigger. So I do go probably 99% uh, for crappies plastics in open water. Makes when, sense. When you do the plastics, do you have a preference of what style? Do you like like bug plastics or minnow profiles? I have one brand that I use pretty religiously, and he's got a nice mixture of some realistic baits. When I get above an inch size, it turns more towards a minnow mimic, and under it, it's more of a bug. Mm-hmm. 
What so, about for jig heads? What what do you prefer for that? Uh, the smaller, the better. Uh, Alex is hooking me up with some uh, uh, non-barbed, like non uh, like the lead jig head style that has the plastic holder oh, on it. I don't know what the like just a plastic keeper is. or something like that. Yeah, versus, there's the correct team. Yeah. It's just a straight shaft hook that's. And it was actually working really good, especially because it was a longer shaft hook, so I could get a longer plastic, and the hook was further back. So if I did get a lighter bite, I got, I still got that hook into the crappie's mouth. Makes perfect sense. I totally understand that one. I use a lot of uh, Black Widow, um, their okay. tungsten ball um, jig heads, just because it holds on. It's just a straight shank hook with a plastic or a tungsten. Um, ball head on it, and they work really slick. I'm pretty sure we're using the same thing, just different brands. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it, you know, they, I don't think it makes one bead a difference. No, nope, I use basically gold plated ones. That's about all I ever use. So. Might start off painting, then after about 30, 40 fish, and then it goes from there. <laughs> yes, well, I agree. It's got you. you got your two dollars worth of the jig. Well, on that, yeah, <laughs> they're still not that expensive. So no, no. So that's my personal preference, and the reason why um, I got one spot that if you put a fathead out there or a crappie minnow, you are going to be picking off the ten-inch bass all day. And yeah, yeah I do I agree. Just, those little those those small males that are up there. It will destroy everything. So I'm more of a plastic. But then when it comes to walleyes, though, I am more of a live bait. So Yeah, I agree. I, I'm more of a live bait guy for walleye. We only got only real, early season for me. We got really lucky. Uh, they had a river mix at our local bait shop in Perm, and it was the majority were uh, river shiners. Oh, that's, that's pretty nice. So we could get about a three, three and a half inch, uh, shiner minnow. And when the walleyes bit, you knew you had a fish bite. There was no if, ands, or doubts. They inhaled it. So. <laughs> if, ands, or goats. I haven't heard that before. I like that. <laughs> it's better than what we say, right? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep it nice and clean rated. Here. I, like, I like it. I like it. That's awesome. Dan and I try not to swear during the show. It just happens sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes it just comes out. Yep. Not safe for listening with my kids, so. I can't play it in school. <laughs> nope. <laughs> when do you think the walleye are going to start to fire up? I honestly think if the temperature still holds true, I think this weekend's going to be amazing. I like that. I think the next two weekends are going to be really amazing. Um. I think the water temperatures are going to be there. We got some, this wind, I think, helped stir up the water column. It added in some heat. We're done pouring three inches every flipping other day. We're, we're flooding like crazy around here. Um, our lakes last year were down eh, extremely. I mean, some accesses we couldn't even get out on. This year, we're about 18 to 24 inches higher than last year. Yeah, it's, it's insane right now. Yes. So I think a lot of our lakes uh, are connected through the Ottertail River system. That is flowing like crazy. That's extremely high. So it's flowing a lot of good oxygenated water into the lakes. 
a lot of these lakes i think needed some flushing because they were stagnant during the summer of last year and i really think they're going to be picking up this weekend and the following and get real aggressive yeah that that totally makes sense and our forecast looks pretty pretty consistent um yeah um, i'm excited for the next two weekends hopefully i can do a little bit more fishing than what i did on opener how is your uh schedule do you have a lot of openings for people I have some openings in July and August right now. I am booked up through the 4th of July. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, 4th of July uh, is going to be booked up with rainbow trout trips. Uh, I know John kind of likes rainbows a little bit. Yeah, well, just a little bit. I love fishing trout, so. I've never never targeted trout. What? They're a blast. They're a blast. I don't even know where I'd go around here. Yeah, uh, we yeah are, you have a valid point. We have a few lakes around here that are stocked with some nice sized ones, and they're a blast. When I think of so, trout, I think of either lake trout, like deep lake trout, or stream trout fishing. We got rainbows up here, and they're in some deep lakes that get 70 plus feet deep in spots, and we use very light gear, and it's it's a blast. That's awesome. Well, we'll have to get you back on 4th of July time frame and talk about how to target trout a little bit because I think a lot of listeners are, I mean, at least for me, are intimidated by, you know, targeting trout because there's a lot of, like, lakes up in the Cuyuna Range and even uh, Ely and stuff like that that trout are kind of a mysterious species during the summertime. I have no idea. Yeah. I like like it. You can catch them during the early mornings and that's about it. I like it because it seems to be kind of a lull time. The walleye start slowing down a little bit. The crappies are kind of they're they're doing their thing, but it kind of is a nice little time to change things up and do something different. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what people should go out and try to target other fun stuff because it can be amazing. It can be a blast for sure. Well, I appreciate the report and. I really appreciate the information. That uh, That is very helpful. Hey, do, no problem, guys. Thanks how, for having me on. How do people find you, Cody? Uh, I am on Facebook. Uh, you can check me out. Uh, Cody Hill for personal page or Chill Guide Service. And you can find me also online at uh, chillguideservice.com. Awesome. We'll make sure to plug that on, a, on our post when we set this thing up as well. Yeah, we appreciate the time, Cody. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a good one. You too. So you didn't get a chance to get out, did you, John, for opening? No. No. I. Uh, How far were you away from a lake? I, I was in a lake for most of Saturday. <laughs> I was putting in docks, like physically in a lake. So, so your prediction of ice then, being on ice for the opening? I, I tried. I really tried. Was, I was there ice available? No, there was no ice. Those, I, I looked all over. Those storms it. ruined it for him. <laughs> so, no, here's how my weekend started off. I went up to the cabin Thursday night, fully expecting to get the docks in Friday morning, um, flipped on the fan in the living room. The fan switch melted and burned part of the outlet box away and created kind of a mess. So that was the start. You know your dad just left that there. Oh, no. Like, he, he turned it on at one point and was like, oh, I'm just going to shut this up. He legitimately blamed me for the bathroom fan breaking within eight minutes after the fan light switch breaking. So I went to, my Friday morning was spent in town 
going and getting my boat, getting a fishing license, getting new electrical boxes, all kinds of stuff. So I did, I ran errands and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just there was a, from the storms that we had the previous night, um, we had a lot of stuff blow up on shore. So I spent about six hours shoveling sticks, leaves, weeds, garbage from the lake up and then getting it out of the the area where the boat lifts go. And then by then you were just too tired to fish? No, then I put in the docks after that. So I wrapped up. I put in six sections by myself on Friday night and then Saturday morning finished the rest up and then started working on the rest of the dock. There was a lot of stuff. So you just towed your boat up and then towed it home? I did not tow my boat up. So here's the, here's the deal. I stored my boat up there thinking it would be much wiser to store it up there because then I could fish faster, right? Oh, I'll have everything. I forgot my fire extinguisher, boat keys, depth finders, depth finder mount, um, and a bunch of other stuff. So, I, you know, I found my boat keys Sunday morning. That sounds like a bust. It was, it was a bust. But it was one of those things when I put away my boat, I know exactly what happened in my life, and I completely understand why I put it away so poorly. So did you bring your boat home? No, I left it up there. Oh, dude. Well, I left it up there because my, my kitchen is being redone. And my kitchen is in my garage. <laughs> I was going to say, you keep your boat in the kitchen? Would be much better than my <laughs> kitchen in my garage. Well, Tommy and I got out. Good finally, for you guys. Finally got Tommy <laughs> down the water. Yep. He tried, he tried super hard to bail on it. I did not. He worked real hard not to go. No, Dan... I, I said, I have something going on for lunch, and can we can we go a little bit later? And what then, do what'd you have that's going on for lunch that's more important than... I had a little a, a work gathering that wound up getting canceled. Anyway, I said, I, me, I said, I said, I'm in, but let's go a little bit later. Dan instantly invites the entire neighborhood, all the neighborhood kids. Let's see, let's see what people, how people would react to this. Okay, John, let's just, you can be kind of a uh, somewhat neutral party here, although I'll your be. opinion is not super valid because you're, you're a bit of a freak when it comes to stuff like this. What do you mean a freak? Well, what do you I'll, mean a freak? Okay, well, wait we till, have to, the, okay, wait till we, we get the, the details here. All right, so I'd, I'd be very interested to hear from the general population if people have what their opinions on this are. So you all heard on the last episode, Tom and I make the plans to go out for opener. Yep. It was obvious we were going to go fishing for opener. He said, yep, I'm in. We're doing this. Okay, great. Call dad. Dad's in. We're ready to go. And it was going to be me, Tommy, and my dad. And I didn't invite my kid. I didn't invite Devin because I didn't want there to be too crowded. So then, like a week before opener, I text, I send a group text to Tommy and my dad and say, Okay, guys, what's the plan for, for Saturday? And Tommy's response for fishing opener are, oh, it's going to have to be an evening thing for me. I don't see why that's such a big deal. John? That's a big deal. That's a, that's, that is very different from what you'd expect the opener plan to be. Yeah, I mean, I was in the water by like 5.30 in the morning. Then don't ask. Just say, we're going at this time, and this is what's happening. Don't ask my opinion. See, so don't, I, I, don't leave it up to me to decide what time we're going to go, and then criticize my decision. I will say, my Dan, decision. you're probably too nice about it. I just tell people, either you're at the boat landing at 4.30 in the morning, or at 4.31, I'm idled up, and we're cruising out. So I get that message, and I am hot. I'm walking into my son's... <laughs> 
or into my daughter's uh, band concert. And I get that. It's going to be an evening thing for me. And I am steamed. I'm like, are you, are you serious? Cause we are going to Minnetonka, right? Yeah. It, and you have to get to no joke. What time did you have to get to Minnetonka? Well, I want, I didn't want it to be crazy. I, I, we didn't travel on purpose. I didn't want it to be crazy. I thought we'd leave home around 10 ish. Right, be on the water for ten, at, ten at night to be on the road at midnight. <laughs> no, it was not a midnight trip. Although ten, a lot of ten do in that. the morning on Minnetonka, what do you had nine hundred thousand people there? It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. It actually was shockingly not that busy. Your, I mean, it was busy, but your definition of not too bad and my definition of not too bad is a very, very different definition of not too bad. I, I get angry. No, I get angry if there's one person at the boat landing. I'm like, what? The, it's too busy. I'm going to a different lake. No, I agree. So. Well, that was the plan. Let's see. It may be an evening for me is the response. May. You, it, and then the next one was, if you guys go early, I could meet you there. So my response was, evening, WTF, exclamation point. <laughs> and then he responds, I've got a lunch appointment. And I said, you made a fishing appointment. <laughs> and then it was silence <laughs> after that. Yeah, you're, you're kind of you're kind of a crick on that one. So knowing Tommy was out and knowing that that doesn't say out, that's pretty out. It's very, it's, it's, it's pretty out. So I said, I said to my son, I said, well, I don't know if Tommy's going to go. So why don't you come with? So it'd be me and Devin yeah. and grandpa. And then my wife asked, or well, yeah, my wife invited our, their neighbor, his son, who's Devin's age to go as well. So this, oh, back up. So this went from you, your dad, and Tommy, just a guy's trip in the morning at five hours past when walleyes bite, (laughs) to now you have two kids. And my dad. And your dad. Well, your dad, I'm sure, loves this one. And And he gets on the horn to everyone without me on the message. Well, Tommy's out, I guess. Tommy's out. You know, sorry, it's not going to happen. I didn't say that. Yes, you did, because Dad's like, well, I heard you couldn't go fishing with us. What's going on? Well, I said to him, I was I was with him. He was at the concert with me when you responded. <clears throat> Folks, this is why men don't make plans. So we get the the other the other kids going to come with. It's going to be Devin and his buddy and my dad yeah. and me. And it's like, okay, that's going to be fine. Like a minute after that plan happens, I get a text from Tommy. Oh, my plan, my appointment canceled, so I can go now. Appointment? You have an appointment on a fishing opener? It's a religious holiday for my family. Exactly. And when someone says appointment, you assume that it's he's being coy and he's got some date. Just oh, absolutely. I'm that's, thinking that's he's got, exactly what you got think some smoking hot blonde lady. She's she's eyeing him up from uh, Catfish or what? It, uh, what's another dating app? Not, it's probably not Catfish. It's a dating app. That would be a funny dating app. Yeah. <laughs> What what's the dating app? Guess I can't the, guess the catfish. T- Tinder. Yeah, Tinder. God, I, I was trying to think. I was like, I thought I, I was thinking Christian rap, Mingle, Rapla, X Rap. I couldn't <laughs> think of another word other than what's on my brain right now. So he responds back, "I'm in," and I'm like, "Okay," but Devin and his friend are not going, and he's like, "Well, what the hell? Now there's not going to be room for me." I never said I was out in the first place, but e- evening. I mean, what time did you expect evening to be? I thought we would hit like the night bite. That's that's what I was expecting. Like, go out there. the The opening night bite is at midnight of yeah, opener. A night bite it would be twelve oh one. All right. So, anyways, don't <laughs> just, ask my opinion if you don't want the answer. 
Uh, so anyways, the neighbor kid wound up getting sick. He had, he was puking. So we couldn't, he didn't come with. So it was, <laughs> this is an so absolute S H I T show. It was Devin and Tommy and my dad. And we wound up leaving my house at about noon, right? Mm, I think it was, I think it was before that. Got to the lake at about one thirty. We had a few stops to make. Well, we had, yeah, we had to get licenses. We had to get bait. Just, we, had to, we had to get lunch. Let's just correct that statement. We had to get a license. <laughs> and most of the time you get a license before you go fishing, yeah. not like... Not the, on the drive the, there. <laughs> the day of. I mean, I got a fishing license Friday, and I was I was starting to hyperventilating because... I, well, my wife doesn't listen to it, but she's been gone for like three weeks in a row, and I couldn't get her to come with me to get a fishing license. I told her at Friday at noon, I said, if you're not coming with me, you're not getting a license this year. So for Allie didn't come with either, but they let you just print like a, you let you pay for it, and then she has to go in and show the ID and get it printed off. That was not an option. I just brought my wife to Fleet Farm. That's fair. So I've gone on a lot of fishing trips with my brothers where on the drive to the lake we have to buy licenses. <laughs> a lot of them. And I'm hunting like, trips. I can, well, hunting trips, no, I can't understand that one either because I bought my deer license now. Yeah, Already. It happens a yeah. lot. Why? Because my son told me we're going deer hunting. He's fully convinced he's shooting a deer this year. He actually asked me, he's like, can you shoot one like right now? Like, no, you can't. It's out of season. He's like, what do you mean seasons? I'm like, that's why that's like, opener. That's like loaning the government your money for six months. What's the point? What if it goes up in price? Then I get a deal. What if you fall down and break your leg and you can't go? Yeah, then I don't. I'll still go. It's just deer hunting. Hmm. Well, we know they're not going to price gouge you, Tom. You wait till the last, till the last possible second. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what, because one time, one time in my life, <clears throat> I pre-bought for a fishing tournament up in Alexandria, for an ice fishing tournament in Alexandria. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to buy tickets now. And it was the most miserable day imaginable, like 50 mile an hour winds, 30 below, it was it was horrid, and I I would never have gone if I didn't already have the tickets, and I said never again. Hey, procrastination it works exactly it works for some people. It uh, I'm I'm talking a lot of snap smack here, but it was a good time. We had a good trip, and did you catch any fish? We all caught that? fish. We yep. caught fish. I caught the first. It did you awesome. catch walleyes? We did. No, oh. we did. Yeah, it was. Uh, I also caught the first walleye. Yeah, you did. You did. Dan, Dan Dan got. Would you get two at the end? I only got one. You got one. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I I never. So what was the water temp? We got to go through the whole thing. What was the water temps? Because now we know what what otter tail was. All right, sorry, computer glitch there. I don't know what's going on. Got to quit. Something's popping over here. What is that? That's the building collapsing. (laughs) Perfect. If anyone knows a good uh, HVAC guy in Twin Cities, it'd be great. Tim, Tim Israel. Tim doesn't do commercial. That's his main job is commercial. He doesn't do side commercial. Yeah, his company. Okay, we're back. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea where we left off. I just, while I fish. Water temp. While I fishing in Minnetonka was unexpected, and I was very glad that we got it able to have some success. And we were not the only boat catching. We saw a lot of people catching walleye. Um, We had... Really warm water temps. We saw 63, 63, 64 degrees. That's pretty consistent. That's really warm. So that means crappies are technically should be done spawning, but I don't think they're actually. So when we, uh, yeah, I was out there two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, crappie fishing and water temps were like 54, 53. And it was up a lot since then. 
and some of the typical walleye or uh, crappie haunts out there, the shallow crappie haunts that I like to go to, they weren't, they weren't staged at all yet. They were still hanging out in the 10, 11 foot range. So I wasn't quite sure what we were going to see with those water temps. But once we got back into the, into the shallower areas, into the spots that have produced in the past, it was game on. It was very, very automatic catching, which was awesome. What was we, the name of the spot we went to? We went to a spot called Devon. Yep. Devon, it was named after my son from a trip last year from out with Larry Hansen. Mm. So Larry Hansen took me and Devin out last year and he brought us to this secret spot and uh, we destroyed the crappie that day. We caught so many fish. It was unbelievable. And Devin outfished all of us. And so Larry said, well, this spot's from now on going to be called Devin. That's That's pretty cool. And Devin and I have been out on Tonka already once this year and we went there and it was not happening. And it's, uh, it's, um, not a, it's not a close spot. It's a commitment to go to it. I mean, like, uh, not like you got to go through a bunch of channels type yeah, thing. Yeah, from yeah. from the launch to to Devon, it's you're committing to at least you know a half hour. Oh, so that's a, that, that's a considerable amount it's, of time it's, driving. It, you're you're adding a lot of time onto your trip. But it was today. It was on fire. It was popping. Not today. Uh, on opener, it was on fire, and we caught just fish after fish after fish. And it was pretty neat because we caught it all within the space of, you know, double this table. We caught crappie, we caught bluegill, we caught bass, and we saw spawning muskie. And see, that's the cool Gigantic thing. Gigantic muskie. Yeah, swimming right underneath. Huge. So they were they were dancing. They were dancing, right right where the right where the crappies were. Yeah, because why wouldn't you spawn right there? Nobody's gonna mess with the muskie, and they don't really. They don't seem to be a predator at that point in time. No, he didn't want anything to do with it. Nope. It was just like watching a big old uh, uh, carp swim through. But it's just still weird to me. I think if I was a crappie and would see that giant muskie, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to swim over here today, but they're okay with it. You know, Tom, you cleaned all those crappie that we kept. Did you see any eggs? Yes. So they were, there was probably eggs in more than half of them. So they're still spawning. Yeah. Well, that I mean, but the, I know water temp is always the, big key indicator for people but i think if it's it goes up real quick it doesn't always necessarily mean that it's like they're done well that's spawning. what larry was saying that yeah. when it when you have those 90 degree days and it shoots the temperature up all of a sudden you've got all the fish in one spot yeah you have five different species spawning all at the same time yeah it was it was a slaughter fest it was great we we went uh we went there in between the walleye spots and just uh i don't know we were there for I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours? Something like that, yeah. And it was just literal nonstop action. Devin, it was, it was Devin dominated. Yeah, well, I mean, Of course he did. It's his spot. He should his dominate. Spot. He, knows, he knew what he was about. He's a good caster. He's a good hook setter. Yeah, our our, uh, our bet was a wash because we went $5 first, $5 most, $5 biggest. I was first. Devin was most. Dan was biggest. Or no, Dad was biggest, right? And I was most. You were most? Yeah, De- Devin mm-hmm. wasn't in on the bet. Yeah, he's a little younger to be gambling. He wasn't in until he started hauling him in. He's like, oh, you guys owe me some money now. And he also wanted to bet on smallest because he thought he had the smallest crap. <laughs> right. It might have been the smallest. <laughs> right. It, it might have been the smallest fish <laughs> I've ever seen. Like, freedom baits, man. Those freedom baits, minnow profile ones. Is it the, what's the Bonitas? Know, it's like Comanche. I, I, the name's confusing. It's not me. Bonitas. That's a different, that's Northern Lights Plastics. 
I got, I'll find it here. But it was in motor oil. It's a good color. I've never wouldn't have thought to put in motor oil, but it just straight worked. And my favorite jig for uh, whatever uh, anyone cares is the um, the jig head off of a mini mite. You are obsessed with those mini mites. I should be sponsored by mini mite. Yes, because you bring up mini mite more often than anyone does. It's, uh, I mean, hey, it's it's real. I put it on yours, Tom, and I put it on my dad's. It was successful. Fish were biting. What is this one called? I'm trying to find it here. Sorry, Freedom Bates, for not having this. These names. While well, Dan spends the next 20 minutes trying to open his phone and read. Well, let's take a commercial break, and then we'll come back, and you'll you'll give us uh, that I, information. I got it right here. Bonita. Bonita. It was Bonita. It was Bonita. Look at yeah. that. I even knew what you were talking yep. about before you even knew what you were it's talking beautiful. about. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful bait. Bonita in the, um, I, I think it was called, I thought it was called motor oil, but I'm not seeing that on here. Unless somehow we have different colors. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it was awesome because the baits lasted the whole time. They never they never disintegrated. It was amazing. Well, I think that's the difference between hand-poured plastics and like you, know, like you get the Mr. Twister, the two-inch Mr. Twister, you get one fish and the tail falls off. Well, and the tail falls off of the mini mites. They don't and last so, very yeah. long. It's like eight fish and you're... You and just people say super glue it. Well, I don't want to super glue it. I yeah. had to re- I had to replace one after I caught a bass off of it and kind of chewed it up a little bit off of the freedom bait. Yeah, yeah. So that well, was, that was it. But that's yeah, that's pretty good. It was awesome. Great time. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll chat a little bit more about opener. Talk about plans for upcoming fishing trips. We got the kids fishing trip coming up. Yes, be nice to chat about that a little bit. If anyone wants to donate to that. You can put in money for a gas fund. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd be interesting. (laughs) Just kidding. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back in a bit. Hey, everyone. This is Dan from the Ice Wing coming to talk about our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods. It is now fishing season, and it's time for you to get your order in for your new open water custom rod from Tuned Up Custom Rods. Use the promo code ICEMAN to save yourself 10% off at checkout. And as Dan proved, Freedom Baits works. Use the code ICEMAN for 10% off on your next order. They work great. Use the Bonitas for early season crappie. And that's Freedom Baits with a Z.com. Maluna, check them out. Use the code ICEMAN for 15% off on your next cooler to keep all your beer cold this summer. I got a trip coming up to the Northwest Angle in June. I cannot wait to bring my Maluna up there. I, they're awesome. It's going to be riding in the back of the boat, that blaze orange. People I, are not going to know what, what's coming. Copycat. I've ordered mine first. I picked the color first. That's I true. ordered mine first. I've had mine for two years. We ordered at the exact same time. We can't call each other copycats. No. It was on the same order. It was the exact same order. I opened up my truck and Devin's like, why do you have daddy's uh, cooler back there? It's not daddy's. It's mine. <laughs> this is and mine. Tom's like, so, because I don't take things out of my truck. <laughs> so the reason I'm ready to go. The GNR is during the Easter celebration. You know, you get the palms. Yeah. And uh, my wife apparently told me that she cannot take me anywhere after this. I had the palms in my hand and we're trying to get all quiet for church. And I held up the palms and I said, welcome to the jungle. Been here every day. And I said it way louder especially when the pastor just silenced the church and she looked over at me. <laughs> I could feel her eyes piercing into me. And then uh, there was like three guys behind us laughing. <laughs> and I was like, uh, like honey, Jesus, 
Jesus died for my sins. All yeah. Right. Like, I'm sorry. Don't judge. He'll forgive me. But I'm sure he, he had a little <laughs> chuckle up there. Went, that, that was a good one. <laughs> oh, my god. And now every time my kids grab any kind of grass blade, that's what they say. Hey, you know, you teach them. Huh. You teach them. You're the dad. Yeah, I teach them. Good and bad. I just teach them everything. Yeah, I like it. Don't sue us, Axel. Yeah, please, sorry. Please, Axel. Slash, I'd, yeah. like to, I'd like to talk to you. Slash, you're a good dude. You're not getting much from the podcast. Got three nickels and uh, empty McDonald's McCafe cup. <laughs> I, want, I call the straw. <laughs> I'm taking one eighth of your table. Yeah. <laughs> so opener coming, gone. Good stuff coming. We've got more fishing coming up, though. Yeah, I have one more thing to report about the opener. Okay. Okay. So I had the opportunity to tow Danny's vehicle with my new pickup truck. True. And it handled like a champ. It was yeah. awesome. The boat did I, great. I was maxed out. Oh, the truck. Sorry. <laughs> The boat did the boat. The boat, the boat was that, yeah. that was my first time on the boat. I was very happy. I saw Dan in his element. Dan was Dan was the definitely the captain. Did not relinquish the seat one time. Not even one offer. That's okay. No big <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. I didn't want to drive, but it was, d- d- Dan, do you let anyone drive your boat? Yeah, I thought about it actually when we got back. I was like, I probably should have let him drive because <laughs> I don't think I've ever. I told my wife that like you know driving someone else's truck is fine, right? But taking someone else's boat is a whole different level. See, like I'm, I'm, I'm opposite. No, way more attached to my boat than probably anything I, I. And I said a boat is not like a object for me. It's like a, it's a freedom thing. Like there's nothing more, like represents like Ted Nugent, machine gun slinging, driving over a, you know, a crystal clear lake that's just dead flat calm. There's not. I don't think there's anything better. I literally could just drive around the lake for two hours and be perfectly happy. I'm pretty laissez-faire when it comes to letting people borrow my stuff. I don't. I don't really care. I've let my friends take the boat. You hear that, listeners? Ahead of time, yeah. Like, like they're going to go up a day early. I go ahead and take the boat. That's fine. It doesn't bother me. I actually thought about that when we got back to the lunch. I was like, I probably should have let him drive, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah. He didn't know where he was going. He I was, was. I was happy yeah. to observe. Yeah, we did well. It was good stuff. Um, and then one final thought. The truck did well, though. The, the, Maver- was, the Maverick handled the boat, no problem. The truck was a champ. The boat's uh, boat and trailer combo is about 3,500 pounds. Maverick Max is at 4,000. And then Dan had at least 600 pounds of tuned-up rods in that boat. So <laughs> Just the rods. It doesn't incorporate all the reels and the 800 the pounds of tungsten in there. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. It's 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 got some meat in there. It, the the gas mileages suffer a little bit, but Dan's like, that's what I normally get in my F one fifty every day. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I don't feel so bad. Yeah, it w- it did fine. Yeah. I don't know if I had towed it across country with it if I didn't have to, but it towed it just no with not any problem. Yeah, that's and actually th- good to know because that that truck is, I mean, it's not very physically big, and it, I'm assuming it braked fine. That's that's always the big thing for me. Yep. Yep. It has a six or seven pin, so it has the trailer brake control. My boat Do you, doesn't have trailer brakes. Mine, it have, yeah, have surge, surge brakes, and it was, you have it surge was, brakes. It was so totally fine. That's always an awkward feeling when you forget the the magic pin, the five pin to seven pin connector, and you're like, "crap!" Now I gotta, I can't back my trailer down anywhere because it'll lock up completely. Yeah, I, just, it, I just felt good getting to use tow haul mold for the first time. So it worked. It worked great. It, I mean, the the Maverick is essentially a Ford Edge. So if you Ford Edge can or it, or a Bronco Sport, yeah. So you, I mean, you could tow with one of those two. That's essentially what they are. But it, it did just great. way cooler. Just way cooler. How'd your Explorer pull your boat? Really easily. Really? I, I towed with an edge before that. 
really. I, so, I was just thinking of putting a trailer hitch in my wife's car just in case. We installed the hitch on the edge, and then when we had the Explorer, we made sure we bought the one with the tow package. So the beefed-up radiator or the oil cooler. Yeah. Um, it, it was no problem. It was, I mean, the truck's better. Yeah. The F-150's definitely Oh, yeah, better. just because it's so much easier to launch and stuff like that. I, I don't. I don't feel the boat when I'm pulling with the truck. Just it's just not even there. My truck does have a new battle scar though from this weekend. Yeah, I might have scratched his truck. <laughs> Dan's like, "Oh, I need to put my flagpole out right before we're gonna go fishing." Boing! Right into the back of the truck. Scratch your truck. Why did you have a flagpole? He had a flagpole in his garage that he. Oh, had okay. I thought you were going to the landing with a flagpole. I'm like, you guys think it's a weird we tradition. Had, so I we had put a new flagpole in our yard, and it was you know there's two giant severe storms right we pull it down and put it in the garage and devin had it the, the pole is in sections so you take the whole pole out All right i know right? what a flag pole is it's not yeah but i mean it's not like the kind where you just lower the flag it's just you take the whole dang thing out anyways it was in the garage in the way so you had to move it to get the boat out is essentially the deal okay so, okay, so i was like i'm just gonna go put the flag over there and i got it sideways and just kind of uh <laughs> It was it was a patriotic injury. I, I, so. I jousted my way right into his tailgate. It was a it was a very very minor scratch, but it's there. I was going to say a, a tailgate scratch is kind of a badge of honor. It's not tailgate. It's right at the right at the round part of the fender, just underneath the oh, tail light, right below the tail light. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's a scratch. It's a truck. I hit a tree with my truck this weekend, so I can't say anything. Yeah. Actually, I hit a bunch of trees, but. And then the only other thing I wanted to say is after bringing home, we, I think we brought home. Four keeper walleyes we threw back probably another, I don't know, five or six. And then probably, what, eight crappies that we kept out of that bunch. Something like that. So I cleaned them up. As soon as we got home, I cleaned them up real fast with the Rapala cordless. R- cordless R- R12. Is that an R12? Yeah. It, it, it was awesome. It worked great. Yeah, eight crappies and four walleye. But so, want to know the craziest thing? Is I also bought one of those R12 flying knives. Is it did, Eagle Lake? Did not remember it at all. Oh, Opened dude. a box up and I was like, oh, cool. Look at this. <laughs> My wife goes, seriously, you have stuff that you don't know you bought? I'm like, oh, yeah, tons of stuff. It worked That's real awesome. good. I, it, it took me a little bit because it has like the, that one has a safety on the trigger, which I had to figure out. And I thought I had to push the safety and then push the button on the top at the same time. Well, no, the button on the top is to release the blades. Yep. And they go shooting, <laughs> <Yeah>. shooting off. <laughs> but. I uh, cleaned up the fish, threw them in my trash, brought the trash out to the alley, and then I remembered that it's Saturday night and garbage gets picked up on Friday. So I have the stinkiest trash in the neighborhood right now, and it's horrible. Yuck. You should freeze your guts. Ugh, yeah, yeah, I should do something. So You know what's a crazy uh, fishing report that I got from a buddy of mine who went up and fished Mille Lacs? So he fished Mille Lacs, and the north side of Mille Lacs, water temp 59 degrees, what do you think the south side was? 42. Uh, it was more than that. It was 49. Uh-oh. 10 degree difference between the north and the south side of Mille Lacs. Oh, Is that just because the wind blowing the ice down and yeah. know, it takes so long to melt? Yeah, well, it's partly that, and it's also the sun, the angle of the sun. You get more direct sunlight on the north side of the lake. Hmm. So it heats up the northern side of the lake first. And That's then, crazy. Isn't that a cr- ridiculous swing? Yeah, that's almost like too much. Yeah, so I his 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 bite wasn't the the best. They caught fish, but it wasn't fast and furious. And I had another buddy down on Pepin, also not just like gangbusters. So 
I was glad to have a chance to go crappie fishing. Yeah, I will tell you the Northern Lakes did not seem to. I mean, there there's always highlights. Everyone's got highlights, but they didn't seem to be on fire. I think the next two weeks we have some pretty consistent weather. It's warmer, but it's not crazy warm. It's going to be good. So when's the John opener going to be? Uh, May twenty fifth. I don't know. Well, May twenty fifth is happening. Oh, May twenty fifth. Absolutely. Sorry. I was like, eh, I'm not sure. No, that 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 date is happening. That might be the first time I go fishing. That's next see. Wednesday, so it probably will be. Yeah, and then after that, is I'll, that the is that the benefit tournament? No, it's the kid fishing club. Oh, okay. Yeah, the benefit tournament's June second, second, I think. Yeah, and what then I it? have a maybe a family tournament that we're going to try to do June fourth, the eleventh. It's gonna yeah. be, it's going to be a busy month for fishing for after. May 25th, that should be pretty much gangbusters for me for a while. So May 25th, I'm excited about that because the listeners who've paid attention on this show have heard me talk about the kids fishing club that that we do at my school that you sponsor, essentially, from Tuned Up. Um, so it's a, we're pumped. we got 12 kids, 12 really good kids that are going to be joining us that day and got their fishing rods on the drying rack right now. We'll get them... Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good uh, pretty good deal for all of us. I mean, it's uh, you know it's a really the first year I did it, I thought it was cool, and then realized that it meant a lot more to me seeing these kids that have never fished, and a lot of them. Not that you guys have a bad upbringing in your school, but it's it's they're really impacted by some good positive influence yeah they're like this is something cool i can do outside of school i mean a lot of kids get a great education and stuff but there's their home lives are a little broken up or you know families are a little messed up and this is one of those things that like hey you can go do this you can even go do this by yourself afterwards well that's the goal the goal is to give them the basic knowledge and then the basic tools and they mm -hmm. can just walk down to the pond at the end of the street or they can go to the fishing pier at the you know three rivers park district and Catch himself some fish. Yeah. So we're excited. Yeah. So Wednesday, May 25th, we'll be out on Weaver Lake, Maple Grove, which is a sleeper lake, by the way. If I don't know if any of, any of our listeners have been on Weaver Lake before, but yeah, it's just shock loaded with the uh, first time I salmon went out, and trout. <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> first time kidding. on Weaver Lake was the first year of the fishing club. It's a, it's a pretty good, it's got a great weed line. It's a fun lake to fish. We it's, had no idea. We were like, we need to find a lake that's, close enough where it's not going to cost a lot of money for us to bus kids there mm -hmm. and that we can get kids to and from in the school day. And it was Weaver Lake or Fish Lake. And I haven't had a lot of fit or success on Fish Lake in Maple Grove. So we're like, well, let's do Weaver. And it has so many bass in it. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of them and good size and strong action yeah. and panfish. Yeah, it's got a great panfish bite too. It's been, hopefully this doesn't jinx it. But it will. It's <laughs> anyone can predict that it'll be seventy-five mile an hour winds and a lightning storm that day. Is now Dan just solidified it? We hey, have. Have you ever had a weather cancellation on this trip? No, and we can't. It's 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 either yeah. happening or not. Knock on wood. Is this? Can we knock on the? Yep. Knock yeah. on the side. Yeah. On our new table. Thank on the you. New table. Yes. Thank you. Um, it. Uh, I was looking at the weather because it's in the ten-day forecast, and they're saying like a twenty percent chance of rain. Yeah. But we go if, if unless it's lightning, we'll be out there. Lightning just gives you an experience. The, the rods just vibrate a little bit more. Messes with the uh, action a little bit. But yeah, no, no it's, it's, be awesome. it's a great thing. It's a cool. I get this warm, fuzzy feeling. 
yeah, the kids love it. And they, you know, get those tuned up custom rods that they get to keep with their names on them and mm -hmm. reels and some tackle and a cool experience. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully it all goes well. It's been, this group that I've been with, we've, we've been meeting every Wednesday for the last month and they're, they're super excited. This group is one of the most excited groups I've had. They're just really pumped about fishing, which is cool. Feel like I should do some more, get them a gift bag of stuff or something like that. Well, we've got we've got funding from our PTO, so the Elm Creek Elementary School PTO has been super generous, um, and we you know we were able to get them the rod and the reel and some bit real basic tackle. You know, we'd love to be able to provide them with more stuff, but funding is challenging. You know, yeah. Oh, and, it's it's hard. And if any listeners go, hey, I want to help out. This is a real direct impact thing. You can help. 12 kids truly get into the sport. Our goal or my goal is always been for it to be completely free to the kids. I don't want them. I don't want it to be a, a, an activity that they're paying for. I want it to be just kind of like a gift. Mm -hmm. And we've been, we've had challenges in the past of, of scrounging up the money, but it's, it's always worked out. And our, our, like I said, our school PTO is super generous about it and providing the, the cost of the, of the rods and the cost of, you know, I have to be gone for a day. So a substitute for me and this cost of busing to get the kids to the lake because it, you know, it's, I, you can't drive them. They have to be bussed. So it's, yeah, there's a lot to it. But yeah, it's awesome. Now what, uh, we also have the trip to the walleye thing, not the walleye thing, the, uh, the, um, Dan's having a stroke. The, over dead, there. the, dead, the dead air society here. <laughs> The, the Minnesota Mi Teen Challenge. Minnesota. I'm, I'm wondering where you're going with this one. I, I lost my mind. I was thinking F FM Walleye Association because we talked about it with Scotty and, and Kyle. Yeah, and Cody Hill was just on. Yeah. That was part of the FM Walleye. Um, but no, we've got that coming up on June 4th, and we've been I've been posting about it on the Facebook page for the tune, for the Iceman. Uh, we are, we've met our, our basic $500 goal for fundraising for that. And we would love to hit a thousand dollars. Yeah. Just to, I mean, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, I've had friends go through the program. It's, it's a very cool thing. It's yeah. I've, I've had friends go through it as well and it's super impactful. We had a whole show about it, so we don't need to rehash it, but you'll keep seeing me post about that. If we could get to that thousand dollar mark, man, if any of you guys out there are on the fence or if you didn't see the original posts, it would be it would be phenomenal if we could hit a thousand dollars for that organization. Yep. And Dan and I'll put on a good show. I like golf. To like I've never been. Oh, I flew over it with Tommy once. It's huge. It is really huge. Yeah, just make sure your boat, your tank is full. We're taking my boat, right? Yeah, we're heading up all the way up. Oh, we're going all the way up. We're going we, to can, Margaret. we can apparently launch wherever we want. Well, there's no like full takeoff. That's really it's, a, it's like a gentleman's takeoff. You just well, you just have to be there on the water ready to fish at the surface. Just time. don't go to the launch that disappeared like the last time I went. <laughs> went to go and pulled into the launch and there's some dude's house that's on the anybody knows there was a mid axis on gull that is now gone. And I went there, drove in the guy's parking lot, and I was like, Oh <laughs> it was real awkward there for a second, but he goes, It happens from time to time. We won't go to that one then. No. The federal dam's really nice. You you're the guide on that one. Yep. You're going to make us, we're going to do well. I'm excited. It's a big lake. Good. Yeah. I love rubbing into all the way to the north end. And then if anyone knows that lake, heading all the way to the south end because I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one hour of driving. 
That's all right. It'll be a good way to see the whole place. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good structure. I mean, well, Gull's got, I don't know, crazy amounts of structure. Take something you want to fish and you can fish it. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, did you see Ryan John's post on our Facebook page when I asked for speaker spots? Yeah, he sent the shop <laughs> GPS coordinates. I, I tried to plug it into Google Maps. I, I looked at it myself. I thought that was great. Oh, that was hilarious. It almost was a secret, so I was so excited. I was like, ooh, this is juicy. I put it into GPS. I'm like, oh, it's the back shop. Yeah. <laughs> I think he sent his coordinates at yeah, that point. He was literally sitting there probably gluing handles at the time. Yeah. Well, we hope that uh, hope that the listeners get out. This yeah. is the time to be out. It's time to enjoy the stage. So maybe we should have like a contest or something at the end. All right. What should uh, we do? I don't know. What do you want to give away? We got a McDonald's cup and three nickels. Um, I think we should have an appearance. What does that mean? Oh, like come on the show. Have a, have the winner be a guest. How about the, the craziest episode? opener story ever? Okay. Because then so I'll, what, I'll, I'll tell mine after next week, the craziest opener story ever. So have people... Just post a, a short story on yeah, a short story and short, just maybe a little, a, a quick story, quick summary of your of your crazy opener. And I will, I mean, we'll pick a winner and then have them come on the show to tell. Yeah. To does tell it have it. to be this year or does it have to? No, be this I mean, because my mine is old. Mine is super old. Mine's, mine's from last year, fourteen years old. Yeah, craziest opener year. ever. All right, let's do it. So we'll put it up on the Facebook when we. Uh, when we launch this episode, we'll launch it, and then we'll put up a, a Facebook teaser. And it's there. not a—you don't have to drive in here. You could—we could call yeah, we'll in because then it op- opens up. To, well, I'm, if somebody finds out like Winnipeg or something like that, yeah. I mean, if the person is local and they want to come here, mm-hmm. it's, absolutely, of course, come on in. We, it, it can be all expenses paid. John will put up a cot in the shop <laughs> next to his. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like my cot. I just it's got just a new one. Be, Look at the foam in the corner. Be another, I, I hope you like the smell of epoxy. It's going to be another piece of cardboard on top of your piece of cardboard. <laughs> I have tubes now on the bottom, and there's new foam. You see the bag over there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let's do it. All right. I like that idea. Yeah. All right. So uh, listeners, look for that opportunity to do. Yeah, we haven't had listeners call in. No. Except for Allie. Well, your, your wife calls in, but usually she's, she's telling you you did something wrong. Yeah. That, that happens sometimes. Yeah. All right, perfect. Well, should we uh, wrap it up here, guys? Let's wrap it up. All right, John. Thank you, everyone. Tom. Appreciate it. Have a safe next couple weeks because water's still cold. Wear your life jackets. Wear your kill switches. Be smart. All right, see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.